Hello, Ambush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. Here with me, your host on the DTP, I am Colton G, and today on the show is round two with D.O. Gibson as we talk Northern Power Summit Part 2, Black 365, which is going down this Saturday, February 20th, 2021. So we're going to be going into the details of this portion of NPS, as well as what it has been like for the Northern Power Summit team to take this conference that usually happens yearly in Toronto to take it on a line and to turn it into a three-day event happening one day in January, one day in February, and a one day in March. We already told you that this upcoming one is Black 365. We're also going to talk to D.O. about what's going down on March 20th for NPS when they go global. D.O. Gibson has also been releasing a book over the last year, releasing it chapter by chapter online, releasing a portion of it. This, of course, being known as On This Grind, where he lets you into some very invaluable knowledge of being an artist, being inside of the music business, so many various things and we're also gonna take some time to talk to Dio about some upcoming music that he also has on the go all of this and so so much more in my conversation today with the amazingly talented D.O. Gibson this episode of the GTP is brought to you today by DesertTigerMerch.com, where you can go and copy yourself something to represent the GTP everywhere that you go. Yes. And now, now it's about time that we dove a little bit further into exactly what Black 365 means with D.O. Gibson, let's go! The Desert Tiger Podcast. Once again, it's on. <laughs> there we go, man. Cool, cool. Yeah, man. So yeah, I see you're keeping busy, man. I really like seeing the growth of the podcast, man, since uh, we first met a couple years ago. Yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty crazy to just, you know, watch yeah. th- my own growth and then to watch the growth of yeah. everybody else that I've been able to cover right. over the last yeah. four years is ridiculous. Yeah, that must be crazy too, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's it, well, it's good having those success stories because you know, like sometimes you get in on the the ground up or like the momentum's building for that artist, but um, and they finally break through, and and then I think it's got to be great for you because you must find like people will come back to those interviews like to find out more about like an artist, you know what I mean? So so it's great. Like it's not just like your current week. Like uh, you're building up a big resource over time. Is what I mean. 
Oh, absolutely. No, it's uh, it's crazy how many people like actually go through and listen through the backlog of like, even when it's albums, yeah. like people's previous albums. Yeah. Where it's, it's, it blows my mind some days where like some of my like episodes I released years ago will still get like hundreds of plays some days. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Good for you, man. And I see you in the gym too. Definitely. That's nice. You know, I love how you describe yourself as, uh, I guess you were a scrawny guy, <laughs> but like, <laughs> it doesn't look so scrawny now, man. But <laughs> Get a, I'm working on it, you know, working on it, building blocks. <laughs> no, well, it's, it's funny how body types are, man. Cause you're, you're going on the gains, man. Like I literally just got in the house. I just went for a quick run. I, I, I'm a jogger, you know what I mean? Because I, I always try to, like, tone out my body, you know what I mean? I, I've got a bigger build, so, uh, just naturally, like, being a big bone guy. So, uh, But I just got my workout in, so I feel great right now, man. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear you got the blood flowing, that everything's feeling good. Yeah, exactly, right? Mm-hmm. No matter yeah. No matter what your goals are, no matter what direction you're heading in, as long as you're putting in the work, I commend you. Yeah, right? Yeah, I think that's a big part of it is putting in the work. You know, like, uh, you, you know, like I, I've been working out a lot. I wasn't losing any weight. And then I went on the scale the other day and I dropped like seven pounds. <laughs> it's like, it just, you know, the, how those work is like, you just have to do the, the work, man. You got to trust the process. Like, you just can't be like, I don't really judge myself by a scale anyways. But, but it's nice when you see it pay off, you know, or when people notice that you've been putting in the work, like, oh, man. Cool, and you look big. You're looking bigger. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And you looking very svelte, looking very good, smooth. Even getting those runs in in the cold out there in yeah. Ontario right uh, now. So that's that's true dedication. I'm telling you, man. You're still back out in uh, Kamloops? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Nice. I miss the loops, man. Cool place. <laughs> <laughs> the loops misses you. Can't wait till you can come back. Yeah, you know what I mean? It'll be fun. It'll be fun. <sighs> when we can travel again. Yeah, I mean, last time uh, we joined each other, we were talking about your second home. This time around, everybody's stuck at home. <laughs> Ain't that true, man? Yeah, it's all about the first home. I'll, I'll make a prequel to the album. <laughs> Forget a sequel. First home. <laughs> first home. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean? No worries, but I mean, hey, even even with that being the case, you uh you have been adapting. You as always have been a workhorse, a machine. You're constantly on that grind, my friend. And it's amazing to see Northern Power Summit becoming like a three day, three part event. Seeing you continually just booking classes and everything else, just continually on that mission. You never know what to expect, right? <laughs> so it's like I think we're all trying to adapt in the best way that we can. And and like with Northern Power Summit, you know, if you told me last year at this time that we'd be doing a three-part monthly series <laughs> in January, February, March, I, I wouldn't have believed you. And even in September when we were really putting the, the touches on it, we weren't sure what was going to happen. So it's it's nice how everything's come into play. But I think it goes back to that mantra of you just got to – you got to plan things and then you got to work with it. You got to adapt and, and go with the flow. And um, so far, so good. <laughs> yeah. So where did the idea of three different days come from then? I think really in September, August, September, we were seeing events um, happen, not so much as a full day event because, you know, there was kind of a zoom fatigue and, 
and how are you going to do that? So we were experimenting. Do we do it all on a, a day or a couple of days like we traditionally done in a physical spot? Or we were seeing people do things on that monthly or weekly format. And we originally thought that um, maybe we'll just do like an hour. We'll do an, uh, 90 minutes, right? Like that's, that'll be good. Like time of a movie, 90 minutes. But as we started doing the programming for it and the schedule, we were just like, oh, we want to add more. <laughs> and it started looking like a whole afternoon. And we put breaks in there. And, um, you know, we, we did the first one. And it seemed like it, it went really well by adding those breaks in so that you're not just uh, sitting down for five hours. But what I found with, with doing it that way is it felt like an event. And I think people are kind of craving that event where nowadays we don't have as much to look forward to. Like, you know, some days I look forward to one of the new Netflix releases and, you know, those are disappointing half the time with, with stuff. So <laughs> an event is like on Saturday, this is what you're going to do in the afternoon. You know, if you drink, go get a six pack of beer. If you don't drink, you know, make a nice Virgin Caesar or mix it, you know, uh, have a big pot of tea or coffee and sit down and just chill and, you know, have that sense of community that we're lacking. And, and I think that's what we've been able to deliver. So that's felt really good. Mm -hmm, no doubt. And then even just looking at the schedule of these events, it's only six hours, even with all the breaks and everything put into it. So really, it is as if you were just marathoning a TV show for an afternoon, and you're learning invaluable information while you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, it's that binge mode uh, capability. And, and you know what, sometimes somebody might come in at from two to four and somebody might be able to come from four to six you know you don't know but what we found was a lot of people were spending their whole afternoon on and they were getting excited and so that in the evening we have a lot of artists a lot of rappers and stuff so they were going to the studio and they were going and um just making music and, and that's what you love to see is it's to kind of create that that spark because um you know let's face it this is uh this can be a pretty depressing time and not just for your psyche, but for your creative spirit. So when I went to music conferences, you know, throughout the years, physically, I would come away just so hyped. And so um, I like how we're kind of contributing to that energy and, and getting people motivated. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's a lot of people are at home. So maybe they have a little more time to write right now, but they aren't getting as many experiences. So having right. those moments to fuel someone's creativity is also very pivotal. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. It, it is very pivotal because I think as artists, like, you know, you use life to inspire you. It's inspiration, like um, just interactions that you have with people on a daily basis, those random conversations that you have at the grocery store or at the gym, um, those type of things might spark an idea for a song. But if you are stuck in your routine of being at home, it can be a little bit challenging to find that because sure you go on social media, but a lot of social media is really toxic. And so I think that's the dangerous part about it. You know, you can kind of get stuck in your head with, with everything you're reading online and, and kind of go down a rabbit hole. And, um, and you know, like we all use social media, so I'm not here saying it's evil, but I, I just think that um, you can't trade it in for real life interaction. Absolutely. And it, it is true. Like, it's not all negative, but it definitely seems like there's a lot of people 
that are shouting into the void, and those people are the ones who are the loudest on social media. So, yeah. Yeah. I get the vibe. I get the vibe. All right. Yeah. All right. So you mentioned that everybody was super excited through the day of day one. Well, I mean, I know there's a few people who are getting super excited for part two. It's coming up here February 2nd, 2021. It's a Saturday and you're focusing this time on Black 365. That's right. Yeah. Well, Black 365 has kind of been this campaign that we kicked off and it's it's part of my solo career. So I, I started a Black Canadian 365 where Black history is not just 28 days to me. It's every day. And that's kind of been expressed through what I do at schools. So I noticed it when I came out to BC. I was getting booked to do Black history shows in December in Vancouver and in, on Vancouver Island. And from just February, I was starting to book into March and even April for Black history. So I came up with Black Canadian 365 so that it wasn't just Black History Month. And then through the events of the summer and Black Lives Matter and everything that took place, it really impacted not just black people, everybody, right? And not just in the United States, but here in Canada. So because we're doing this monthly event, we just felt it was natural for us in February to put that focus on black excellence and black 365. So it's about bringing Henka Maduro in from the Netherlands who runs New School Rules and, and talking about what it's like in the Netherlands and what it's like as a black woman in the music industry and also to give that access to artists to apply to play new school rules, whether it's going to happen virtually or in person. And then, you know, having people like Shad a part of it, having Ndidi Cascade and Terrell Safety from Vancouver. And then uh, we've got the Godfather Maestro. So we've got a, a lot of great talent from Drew to uh, Four Corners DJ, and it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. No, it definitely sounds like you have a uh, quite the collection of talent who are both very storied in Canadians' music history, and as well as those who are still building up are already making their name for themselves and already finding quite a bit of traction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I think to us, it's about connecting with artists, business people from various ages we we try to be really inclusive of that so you know like i'm 42 and so like i grew up with hip-hop and i love how we're, we can celebrate the elders like the maestro fresh wesses and, and we have people in their 50s who attend this conference we have people that are my age but then we have you know 30 year olds that are still getting into it and still figuring their way out in, in the music business but we also want to make sure it's inclusive to this next generation so the 20 year olds and, and the, the teenagers and so we want to reflect that with some of the talent on the panel as well. And um, I think that's the great thing is to see just all these different people uh, come together from coast to coast. Now we can do it internationally, too. We, we had over 30 countries um, attend the last session. So so it's, it's cool to see that kind of diversity. Mm-hmm. No, it's uh, crazy how having to adapt and being forced to adapt allowed you to open up and did bring in so much more of a variety of just mm-hmm. cultures and backgrounds. Yeah, precisely. Right. And, and you always got to look at the positive and that's one of the positives of doing it on zoom and doing it on a virtual platform is 
We can get guests that we might not normally have been able to get um, because travel does take a long time and you have to fit it in somebody's schedule and it's costly. So those three things make it a little bit more challenging. Whereas if we say to you, you can do it from your home, it's 30 minutes in the afternoon type of thing, right? Um, we can make it happen. So like the last session we had Major One who is has a Canadian background, but is currently living in Malaysia. <laughs> and so there's a 12 hour difference and it was two o'clock in the morning for her, but she was able to do the Zoom right there at, at two in the afternoon here. And so I think that's really cool that um, it, it really breaks borders and it shows artists too that, um, that the world is small. And our third session is gonna be on going global. So it, it is about trying to get out all around the world. And we think that with COVID, sure you can't travel physically there now, but you can lay the groundwork so that when these borders open up back again, you can hit the ground running. When the world's back on its feet, when the world's back on its feet. When the world's back on its feet, when the world's back on its feet. When the world's back on its feet, when the world's back on its feet. I won't skip a beat. When the world's back on its feet. What you gonna, what you gonna do? What you gonna, what you gonna do? What you gonna, what you gonna do? What you, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? What's the first thing you gonna do? What's the first thing you gonna do? First thing. What's the first thing you gonna do? When the world back on its feet. Again. I'll be back up on this beat again Live it up, hit repeat again Going out to see some friends When we able to party on the weekend Like the weekend, we about to get it in Making up for the days when we boxed in Didn't have the option Now we about to get it poppin' Rockin' like the time when the chronic was rockin' Cause Kendrick said we gon' be alright We gon' see more life We gon' realize We got one life So I'ma go hard like never before Live better than ever before if we reap what we sow, when it comes back, peep my straw. When the world's back on its feet, when the world's back on its feet. When the world's back on its feet, when the world's back on its feet. When the world's back on its feet, when the world's back on its feet. I won't skip a beat. When the world's back on its feet, when the world's back on its feet. When the world's back on its feet. When the world's back on its feet, when the world's back on its feet. When the world's back on its feet, when the world's back on its feet, I won't skip a beat. Uh uh. When the world's back on its feet, I'll be ready, 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 you know. I'll be ready, I'll be ready, you ready. I'll be ready, so hey, go. Let's go. I'll be ready, I'll be ready, I'll be, I'll be ready to roll. I'll be ready, I'll be ready, I'll be ready. Ready, set, go. When the world back on its feet, when the world back on its feet. What you gonna do? What you, what you gonna do? What's the first thing you gonna do? What's the first thing you gonna do? What's the first thing you gonna do? When the world back on its feet. When the world's back on its feet. When the world's back on its feet. When the world back on its feet.
world's back on its feet. When the 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 world's back on its feet. I won't skip a beat. When the world's back on its feet. Absolutely. And you're even still doing that with this one, like you mentioned, with having a speaker like Henka, who I had the privilege of meeting very briefly once before. And even in that brief meeting, she is a well spring of knowledge. So if anybody has the opportunity to tune in to hear her speak or even just get to make your acquaintance with somebody like that, it's a huge, huge moment. That's what we try to do is create these moments where you can get a lot out of just connecting with these people. Like you might not know Hanka Maduro as a quote unquote household name, but in the music business, she is a household name and she has tremendous knowledge. She's got the access, like she really wants you to come out and perform in the Netherlands and it's in Rotterdam. Everybody just always assumes everything's Amsterdam, right? But, um, but you can go to Rotterdam, and because of that, now you can also look to make some inroads in Amsterdam. Like I, I posted, um, I put on a boat cruise in Amsterdam to network. Uh, I have a lot of, of relationships with artists and managers in Amsterdam. So not only do you kind of go to Rotterdam, but now you can go to Amsterdam. You know, maybe you'll even go up to Groningen. So. Uh, but it's it's your way in, right? And sometimes all you need is just one way in, and then you know if you if you're a smart artist, you will make the most of that opportunity. Absolutely, it's the same way as go in, meet one person, use that opportunity. Well, you just don't go to the place and can you do that? You use that opportunity to meet other people. You meet other artists from other countries, and hopefully that helps you in case you know you ever do a world tour. Those people can help you. Mm-hmm with those aspects of how do I tour this place? What are good venues? Who are reputable promoters and otherwise to use? It's such a big thing. Like uh, just having those connections in place and relationships. And that's why I think it's really important that artists know how to work a relationship. And what I mean by that is you don't just hit somebody up when you need something. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm sure you, you might be able to relate to that. It's just certain people, when I look at my phone and I see their name, I'm like, okay, what do they want now? <laughs> because they, they're only coming to me when they want a resource or, Dio, can you write a grant or something like that? Whereas I like to give as well. And, um, and I think that's how you build relationships. So when I, when I deal with my international contacts, like if somebody puts me onto an event or a gig, I try to, you know, pay them back some way, you know, like for, for instance, my man, Fresh Kills. Um, have you ever interviewed Fresh Kills? I have not yet. Oh, you got, yeah, you got to interview Fresh Kills. He's such a great guy. Yeah. And he's great on the pads on the NPC and he's done a lot of international touring. So he is actually the one who got me one of my first gigs in Amsterdam. And that out of that gig, I put on a few other Canadian artists. And then I made that relationship so that I kept on going back. And I must have had about 25 Canadian artists perform at that venue. But it's all because of Fresh Kills, right? And he did that for me in Berlin as well. But, you know, when we put on Northern Power Summit, I'm going to hit up Fresh Kills and say, hey, man, can you come speak? You know, I've got a, a gig for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it's uh, just 
reciprocity, and I think that's that's how things get done. But um, you know, somebody is is helping you out, or when an artist uh, artists have come over to Canada from the UK or from other countries, and I've helped them out, whether it's finding a DJ or um, trying to add on a radio interview or show, and, and now I'll be saying, you know, I gotta get you on my boy Denver Taggart's podcast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, but to me, that's how it works, and, and it's about a win-win. Hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we mentioned that part two goes down February second. When's part three? February twentieth. So February twentieth. So it's yeah, because February second would have already passed. Oh, February twentieth. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No. No worries. It, hey, it allows me to say it again and again. So that's always good. So February twentieth, and then March twentieth as well. It just so happens that the third Saturday of February and uh, and March fall on the 20th so that's what we did is usually august is northern power summit time and we do it on the third weekend so that's why we we stuck to that and um so march 20th and then march 21st man you know what i'm taking a day off you know if i was in Cameroon, you know what i'd be doing i'd be going up the sun peaks i'd be going up the sun peaks getting my ski on <laughs> you know what i mean so, so uh i'm looking forward to that because i've got 80 two shows from net from february 1st till march 21st so busy times oh my goodness continuing to spread the message to classrooms and students and those who are willing to learn along the way that's right stay driven baby (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah all right all right so i also want to ask about a book that you have been Mm, releasing through this last year on this grind, you've been releasing it a ch- like at first it was a chapter per day. Were you writing this as you went along, or thank goodness I wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> because um, I- I've been working on this book for a few years, and so when the pandemic hit, it was kind of like let me take something that is you know three quarters of the way kind of done, and let me just really go in and really focus on it and and go back and. As a writer, as a rapper too, I'm a writer, and and one of the things, it's one of the chapters too. I, I talk about Shad, is um, I'm like the Raptors. I got weak first drafts, is what he rapped about back in the day, meaning that the Raptors, the basketball team, used to suck when it came to drafting players, <laughs> and especially even though they had first round picks. But the point of it is, is that I think as a professional, you have to go back and rewrite things. So this allowed me to rewrite it, and I set it up so that I would have one coming every day, and it was a cool experience to to release 150 of these. Um, I mean, you could call them blog posts, but I call them chapters because that's how they will appear in the book. And so for the book, I took 80 of my favorites and um, compiled them all, and and just in the process of of getting all of that done right now too. So uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I find it really rewarding to write a book. But I also find it it's great that I can pass on some of the lessons that I've learned from the music business to not just artists, but yeah, for artists, but for entrepreneurs, because there's a lot of business lessons or for university and college students. Um, I think there's a lot of lessons that that can be applied because I know for me, when I was listening to hip hop, you know, let's say in my early 20s, I would throw on Jay-Z because he was talking about building a business he was talking about like everybody you feel like everybody's against you you're moving in a room full of vultures 
industry shady, you got to be taken over. That's why you do it for the culture, right? So I think there's like a lot of life lessons I've learned from hip hop. And that's what I want to share with, with readers and people who pick this up. Absolutely. I've uh, been keeping up since day one of the drop and it is um, information where like relationships and making connections, like we said earlier, all the way to studying various artists, release plans, like learning from your mistakes. It's Mm -hmm. so many different aspects of just being an artist are tackled within this book as well. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, because I, I try to break it down in those things. Like I talk about the hustle. It's not just about having your art. It's nice that you have a new single, but how are you going to promote it? I talk about the grind, which is that process of work and routine. And, and yeah, it sounds nice to think you're going to write when you get inspiration or work out when you get inspiration. But really, it's about committing to it all the time. But then I, I talk about mental health and how important it is to just balance yourself out. and. And that's something like, of course, like when I first started that idea for the book, I never would have thought how important mental health is. But in this pandemic, I mean, um, it's it's scary stuff for a lot of people. It's it's really it can be really hard. It can be really challenging. So I'm aware of that. And I want to give kind of some people a resource that if they're going through those tough times that, you know, maybe that they can use this as part of something to help get them through that challenging time. I love that. I love it. Yeah. All right. So, of course, it's been a little while since you released a single. And, of course, music is another passage, another way of helping people get through tough times, emotions. Is there any new music coming down the pipe for us, Mr. Dio Gibson? Oh, I love these questions, man. I love the the setup on there, too. Um, So, yes. So, February 26th, I released my new song, and it was inspired by a lot of different things, but song-wise, I saw what Dub J did. He had a song called Wish I Could, and it combined artists from 20 years old, 30, 40, and 50. <laughs> and that's kind of like what I said with the audience for Northern Power Summit. And I thought that was really cool because I'm a big fan of collaboration, and in hip-hop, we used to call it the posse cuts. But um, I, I was like, you know what? I don't know the last time I've done a, a posse cut. So I had this idea in my mind in the fall, and I contacted a producer, Jarrell the Young, and he came up with a beat. I kind of said how I wanted to feel, and he was able to take what I had in my mind and do it. I, I kind of made the melody and sung like Michael Jackson, and, and we, we wrote the words to it, and the song is called Black 365. <laughs> and so it's, it kind of falls in line with the, the conference and, and my Black Canadian talks, but it's going to give people various perspectives of the black Canadian experience. So we have Drew singing the chorus on it. We've got Terrell Safety from Vancouver, Keisha Fresh, got to have a black woman's voice on there, Rochester, and then myself. So it's, it's got some uh, heavy hitters, man. And um, it's going to be fun to roll that out the week right after Northern Power Summit, February 26th, Black 365. My goodness. So not only shedding a light, illuminating history, but also illuminating artists of various gender and various location across Canada. That was very important to me because um, I think the black experience is not monolithic, right? It's not, there's not just one way to be black, just like there isn't one way to be anything, right? So I, living in Toronto, 
for so long. Sometimes people and people outside of Toronto will say it's the center of the universe, but it's not the center of the universe, and it's not the only expression of black. So I thought it was really important to have a guy like Terrell, who's younger, who just last year or maybe two years ago at this point performed at the Vancouver Canucks game as the first rapper to do so, right? So having a, a rapper, a black guy from, from Vancouver, having a female voice was just essential to us, you know, especially um, just like with my mom. Like my mom, she's not even a black woman. She's a white woman, but she's like, you got to have a voice. You got to have a woman on here, Dwayne. <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, it, it was really important to, for me to, to, to have that kind of cross-section. And I've got roots from Nova Scotia, so that kind of checks the box on the East Coast. And um, it, it came together great. So I can't wait for people to hear it. Awesome. Awesome. I can't wait for people to hear it. I can't wait for people to tune into Northern Power Summit Part 2, Black 365 as well. If they want to get registered, where can they do so? <laughs> you can go to northernpowersummit.com. Northernpowersummit.com will make you find all the information you can to, to register. Ooh, ooh, all right, and they definitely should, regardless of who they are, what their background is, their musical direction anyway, it's there is valuable information to be found inside of this conference. 100%, 100%. All right, all right, Dio, last question. So, sure. we've talked about the musical growth, we've talked about the growth of you as a speaker adapting as a conference runner. But what I want to know now is over these past two years since we last spoke, mm. how has this adapting, this growth, all of this, how has it helped you grow as a person or what has it helped you learn about yourself? <laughs> I like how you emphasize yourself. Well, let me say this. It isn't easy. Um, Sometimes I, I sit back and listen to one of my favorite rappers, Tupac, and he had a song called It Ain't Easy Being Me. And what I loved about that song is he's talking about, will I see the penitentiary or will I be free? I don't know what that's like. <laughs> I'm not seeing the penitentiary or being free. But I think everybody can relate to that as far as it's not easy to be any of us. And I, I'd be lying to you if I told you everything was smooth and everything was good. But what I have learned the most is to trust the process. And it's kind of like what we're saying about working out or running, whatever you do, you have to trust the process. And what that means is it's the days that weren't good. I'm glad I stayed committed and I stayed on this grind because that's what it's about. And you got to practice what you preach. So I tell people to stay driven. I tell people to stay on this grind. And there are times where I didn't want to do the work, but you know what? I'm glad I got up and did the work. And the last thing I'll say with that is, you got to do those things. you got to go with the flow. <laughs> and that's what I learned from freestyling. But that's what I've learned in business right now, too. I did a show this morning, and nobody was on my Zoom for it. I was supposed to do a school. The teacher contacts me. She's like, it's not working. Can we switch platforms? We switched over to Google Meet right on the fly. Teachers are all at home, but they got on it. And you know what? We made it work you got to be able to pivot. you got to be able to go with the flow. I couldn't complain if, if the sound was off or anything. I couldn't see kids' reactions or responses. And so I talked to her right after the show. And I was like, hey, I, I hope it was good because we had a second one coming up. And she was like, oh, I wish you could see. 
like kids were jumping out of their seats. The, the few, the, I guess there were some students at the school and there was a special needs class and I guess they were all rapping along and, and she said the teacher had never seen them that engaged for like since the pandemic hit. And what that meant to me was just like, wow, um, I'm glad that I was able to give them kind of just that motivation, inspiration that day. But that wouldn't have happened if I didn't, didn't take my ego out of it and say, forget the things that are going to work the way I want, but I'm just going to go with it. And so my advice for people out there is just to go with the flow and stay driven. All right. All right. I love it. And I love that uh, you're continuing to make a difference in various people's worlds, continuing to aspire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying, man. appreciate you, man. I-, I love the work you do. I'm a big fan. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dio. I am a big fan as well. Yeah. Can't wait to do it again, brother. <laughs> Dio Gibson. Generation. Was this way, so it well could tell the expression on his face. The display, land and see, stacked up on a plate, had a taste. Go shit in me, cuz, so give me a break. Crack the lobster, then I had a wagyu steak. Here's the catch, I've been married to the game, married to the core. Plus, they say there's more on the way. Perhaps you would like a glass, give me an old fashioned. Now the night is taking flight like Seattle on the wave, but it always worked this way. D.O. moves, what else you think, man? Intricate, even over potholes, never stop goals since 21, savage like. Macho, Miss Elizabeth, let me finish this. When they ask what's the difference, I can tell that they missing it. All in the details, derail if you ain't on a train while we prevail. That's why I, I got can't the fly line up and I can't wait. We've been moving so fast like the interstate. I got a call on the line.
Aw, ambush. I know that you can't wait for that round three with Dio. But to hold you over until then, now you know that Dio has a whole lot of things coming your way, including a round two of Northern Power Summit, Black 365, which goes down this February, the 20th, 20, 2021. It is an online event, so no matter where you are, no matter what your background, you can get signed up. You can attend this conference, this part two of Northern Power Summit. Dio's also got on this grind coming your way, new music. He's just, oh man, doesn't stop. The man doesn't stop. He's an inspiration. And that's why I have to thank him for taking the time to join us here on this episode of the DTP. And I have to go ahead and thank Mackenzie from over at Strut Entertainment for going and setting the whole thing up. And last but not least, a big roaring DTP thank you to you, the ambush, for joining us here on this episode of the DTP, for tuning in like you love to do. If you have yet to join up with the AM, whew, well, let me tell you just how easy it is. You see that follow or subscribe button on the service that you're using right now to listen to this episode? Go ahead and press that. Do it. Yeah, yeah, click it. Oh, dang, you just joined the ambush. Congratulations. If you want to help the show grow otherwise, you can give us a big old five-star rating over on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher Radio. You can share this conversation with Dio Gibson with anyone who you think would enjoy it or who you think would enjoy the DTP. And you can also head on over to deserttigermerch.com to cop yourself something to represent the show. Oh yeah, it's that easy. All right, Ambush. This upcoming Friday, February 19th, 2021, on the Desert Tiger Podcast, the Colton G is joined by... Matthew Zeitler is a We Talk, his new single, Love's Dead, which dropped last Friday, which, yeah, you can go ahead and listen to it right now to get yourself pumped up and ready for this episode of the DTP. You, you might as well. It's a dang good song. And we're going to go into detail about it, as well as a bunch of other amazing things. Matt Z has going on in the future and what has led him to this point. You know what it is on the DTP. We're all about putting our paws in the sand. We're all about the journey, all that lovely stuff. And I can't wait for you to join us next Friday, this upcoming Friday on the DTP. But until then, I want you to go out, find your mountaintop, your oasis, the thing that makes your heart sing or scream to its fullest capacity and glory. Find that thing, craft that thing, grow that thing, your roar. And when you're ready, let your roar out across that mountaintop, that canyon front, that waterfront. Let the world know just how wondrous, powerful, beautiful your roar is capable 
of being because you is all three of those things and so much more. Yes. All right, Am. Until Friday. Bye-bye. The Desert Tiger Podcast.